Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Loose Change Podcast, where we have a few guys giving their two cents on everything hockey. Today, we're going to be previewing the free agency that's going to be happening in just a couple of days from now, giving to give our takes on where people might be going, some fun answers, some more logical answers. Uh, we're going to give our inside sources on a couple of Penguins and Leafs topics. Then we're going to discuss the draft a little bit. But it's going to be a rather short episode this week. Braden and Kai are missing. It's just Stuart and Tyler today. So we'll be previewing free agency. And a few days from now, after free agency happens, later on in the week, Thursday or Friday, maybe Wednesday, we'll do another episode recapping what's been down. Um, speaking of recapping, the draft, Stuart, there's not much I want to talk about because I don't even know who the fifth overall pick was. Uh, oh, his name was Cutter because he went to Philadelphia. That's the that's only right. reason I know who it was. His name was Cutter, which is a, such a cool hockey name. But that's, I don't need to get into those guys. Flyer. Yeah, he's going to be bad because he's a flyer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're not going to talk too much about the draft, except for one thing that I want to start the podcast off with. To bring it to Ottawa. Wow. Did that not shock the shit out of you? That was just yeah. crazy. Yeah, I I can't believe that's all he went for in my mind. He should be going for way more. Uh, I can't believe Ottawa was the team to go out there and get him. You know, I love that move for Ottawa. That's, that's a grand slam in my books. Like he's 24, uh, eighth most goal since he's joined the league and you got him for only one top pick, like one first round pick. What, what do we do? Like, and no, none of your top prospects. That's an unreal move from the yeah. uh, from the senators in my books. I don't know how that's I don't know how you couldn't look at that as a, just a out of the park smash by the senators. For Ottawa. Yeah, for, for Ottawa. Ottawa and an absolute trash L for the Blackhawks. Added to the I list of it. Blackhawks poor management decisions. I don't get it. Cuz Stewart, uh, like you said, he has the eighth most goals since joining the league. He's 24. Yes, he has a contract coming up, but you're a rebuilding team. You can pay him. Ottawa can pay him. Chicago and, can pay him. And he's also an RFA when it ends. For those that don't know, the trade was to bring it to Ottawa for the seventh overall pick in this year's draft, the 39th overall pick in this year's draft, and a third rounder next year. What, what I was seeing uh, on Twitter kind of after the trade happened, which I couldn't agree with more, is like you're trading for the seventh overall pick to draft a player that's going to be like as good as to but you just moved to when you've had him anyways. Now you're hoping whoever you pick at seven is as good as to or better. And it's really, really hard to get a top 10 goal scorer at number seven in the draft. I don't know if they yeah. did it. I doubt they did it. And I feel as though we're all going to look back in five years, be like, why did Chicago do this the same way we're saying it immediately after what are they doing? Yeah, I don't know. Even if Debrinket leaves Ottawa and like he only plays there for two years, I still don't. There's stuff, stuff. Is that still a bad trade for Ottawa? I don't think so. Like, I guess we'll have to see what number seven turns out to be and if Debrinket leaves in two years. But right now, it's a huge W for the Ottawa Senators. The fact that he's still a restricted free agent, even if he is at the end of his contract for the Senators, I feel as though the Senators could get a very similar return for him. Uh, like I don't understand why they 
and from Chicago's perspective, why they are trading away such young pieces like him and Doc if they're trying to rebuild. I don't mean to make this whole podcast the anti-Chicago Blackhawks podcast because we'd be here for five hours, but Mm -hmm. they really dropped the ball at the draft. They're active but terrible. We don't really have to talk about Doc. I also think that was not a great trade from Chicago's point of view. Like you're a rebuilding team, but you're trading your third overall pick from like three years ago who basically missed a full season of development because of an injury and you're moving on from him at 21 years old is a little strange to me, but you know. And okay, yeah. let's go into a bit more. Why is Taves and Kane still there? If you're trading away these 21, 24 year olds that are your best players, why aren't you trading away Patrick Kane and Taves? Well, Taves is no one's trading for Taves. I don't think, I think he's unmovable. Basically he makes how much like $10 million, 10 million. And he, unfortunately, due to like, you know, his health conditions and, you know, getting a little bit older, he's not what he was anymore. And I, I'm not hopeful he finds that spark again, to be honest. I think he might be worth half that if you can do a 50% retain, but then you're still, you're not getting too much and draft capital back. You're getting but very little. I would rather have to bring it in Doc and what you can scrape from Taves. And also you get a lot for Patrick Kane, who's still amazing. I'd rather yeah. have to bring it Doc and what you can get from those two than Taves Kane and what they got for to bring it Doc. Yeah. And like, also like, yeah, just it makes no sense to me, especially with you're trading away the young guys now and you have Seth Jones signed sub fucking nine million dollars or whatever for the next seven years or eight years like why like who who's gonna trade for seth jones at that and now you're just paying him just because like it's i don't know it's bad it's not Not good good. but that's okay because we don't really like the blackhawks right now um they have a major heel turn over the last two years and it's okay that they're bad so maybe they're just committing to the heel turn the one thing uh about the debrinket trade uh that i think kind of affects you know on the podcast recently like when i've been here in the, the past couple episodes too jt miller's been a hot topic of conversation and i don't think that the brinket trade did anything for his trade value it probably worsened it did it not it, i would argue it worsened it because if teams are looking like well debrinket who's 24 and an rfa who has the eighth most goal since he joined the league is only going for that much you know, how are more teams going to pay for over 30 JT Miller, who's a UFA, who's still unreal. And whatever team gets him is going to have an unreal player for that season. But if he leaves after that season and you pay more than you to bring it went for it, it doesn't look good, especially if you don't win the cup. If you win the cup, success. If you don't, it's like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't that, maybe it wasn't worth it, depending on what gets given up for him. And we'll do the weekly Miller bit because we do this every week. We talk JT Miller because he is the hottest commodity really on the market outside of free agents, which we'll get to soon. But JT Miller to the Islanders was a hot topic during the draft. And apparently, according to Elliot Friedman, Stewart, it got nixed at near the end because the Vancouver Canucks did not allow the Islanders to discuss with Miller contract negotiations which makes zero sense to me. If you're trying to move the guy, let teams, you know, figure out their future. Then if you find out that he's getting a longer con- longer contract with them after, squeeze more out of them then. And it really feels that the deadline to trade him is July 1st or July 13th in this case, like free agency day. Every single day after, it's, it's losing value. We just saw that Debrinket 
trade. We did not understand why, but if you look at it, he has one more year left. So does Miller. Miller, like you said, is a UFA. You need to, Vancouver, you need to drop your asking price at this point and just trade the guy for a Debrinket type return if you need to. And I'm saying this because I don't have the Vancouver Canucks hosts, fans of the podcast hosting right now. So I'm allowed to just say Vancouver should take less, which I earnestly think they should. As a Toronto fan, looking from the perspective of, you know, as a Leafs fan, we've had to give away Marlowe. We had to give away first just to get rid of Marlowe's contract. You know what I mean? Like if, if you really can get assets for a player that isn't in your future, instead of, letting him play for a year that doesn't matter for the Canucks you need to go out and do that you can't just wait like other teams have done in the past it's a mistake yeah I mean it's a little different in the Marlowe situation because obviously JT Miller is still like unreal player and Marlowe was kind of like at the well, end well that's what I'm saying like Marlowe like they could have addressed it way earlier and oh, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. not had to pay a first round pick the longer you wait to address situations every other GM is going to look at you like all right we you're not going to get the best offer anymore they the canucks can't start the season with miller on their team though because what happens if he gets hurt what like, happens if he gets you, hurt? You, you can't you, trade him yeah then you just can't trade him and then you've just lost a pretty good return for nothing because you didn't make the move early like you can't wait to the deadline and you if can't he gets be... hurt or he has a bad seat like if he like you know there's so many things that could lower his value if you wait the more you keep waiting, the lower, like the chance of his value going down just gets bigger because of other things that could happen around the league. That's the thing, right? What if there's, it's always musical chairs when it comes to free agency and comes with star players. What if you just wait too long and all the contenders have made their other moves? Mm-hmm. Then like know? what happens? It, that, and that's what July, that's why July 13th, the free agency day is kind of the deadline. What happens when every other team goes out and signs a free agent and you're left trying to trade Miller to a team where literally now they have to wait for an injury to happen just to afford mm-hmm. it. Like this is the time we need to see a Miller trade. Now, if it's, if it means giving up an extra second or an extra prospect, you do it. You need to get something back for the guy. So speaking of, you know, we want to talk about some free agents. Um, I got a great way to go into the talk is the reports of, uh, you know, JT Miller obviously wants to be traded. What about the penguins? going after JT Miller Let's because start you know there's reports coming out that Malkin's gonna hit UFA so that's right like what are you gonna do for your second line center if Malkin hits UFA like I'm not I'm not happy with Jeff Carter playing second line center and like Evan Rodriguez did great in a pinch last year but I'm not happy if he's my second line center if the Penguins even resign him so and- if Malkin leaves Penguins should be looking at getting JT Miller because you know what? Fuck the future at this point. They've Hextall shown that that doesn't like they've given Brian Russ contracts, Latang contracts, you know, Jeff Carter got a three-year deal or two-year deal extension. So like they're not rebuilding right now. Absolutely. Give up a little bit more of the future. And if you can get JT Miller to play second line, your team, like you guys said last week, kind of briefly is better than if Malkin stays. So I love this take. And Stuart, you're the Penguins fan. You've been keeping up with the cap friendly. They're up to 15 million in cap space right now with Malkin unsigned. With Malkin unsigned. And uh, according to a Josh Yo of like his athletic article that came out this morning, 
there's apparently like trades on the table that they're looking at to get more cap space to get more cap space to get more cap space already with 15 million so, so if they have 15 million they're looking for more cap space Stewart, if it's not malkin it must be miller it's got to be J- it's got to be jt miller for me because they need a second line center and who else is like sitting in free agency right now that plays center like Kadri. yeah I mean, let's like, move over go- to free agents then um centers Kadri, you how do you feel would you take Kadri on that team as a second line center it would oh for as a second line center absolutely after like he's shown that he can do it and like he's not like even if he regresses a little bit from what he did last year he'll still be a great second line center it's just the price that would scare me because miller yes you're gonna have to trade pieces away but you don't care too much about your prospects at this point you're still going for the cup next two three years two years Uh next two years i think miller for a first a second and a third if that's what it is a first a prospect a second whatever you yeah. do that before you sign Kadri. i wonder if marino would be involved in those trade talks you know young right shot defenseman that apparently pittsburgh's not object to moving which i think is wrong yeah they but shouldn't move him they shouldn't but i mean if a jt miller comes along marino's got to look like a pretty pretty solid piece that could be involved in a trade like that so absolutely yeah yeah, what we did last week was take 20 minutes to conjure up a Leafs-Miller trade, but now I'm starting to think a Penguins-Miller trade might be even more enticing for both we'll sides. Have to see. We'll have to see with JT Miller, but we, we can shelve that for a little bit longer. Let's jump in, free agents. Who you want to talk about first? You want Let's to go do with Malkin. Let's go Malkin. All right, what do you think happens? So he's not signing with Pittsburgh. That's our information as of now. I Doesn't still matter. don't believe it's official, though. Like I, I could see a world where July 16th, three days after it opens, nothing's going, Malkin signs with the Penguins. I think every day that Malkin doesn't sign, better chance that he is, returns to the Penguins. But that being said, let's have some fun with this. Malkin to Nashville would be kind of cool because Nashville seems with the Forestburg re- extension that they're not rebuilding that they're in fact looking to add to their top six with a goalie like Saros in his prime I don't see why it's a bad idea at all I actually like the move for Nashville to kind of move their chips into the middle you you know what I I could you could talk me into that pretty easily like they could go in with their first line next year they could just move Duchesne to like right wing and their first line could be Malkin Duchesne Forsberg you still got Yossi on defense. And like you said, Saros, like, is that so bad? If they want to go for it, like they're with the Forsberg extension, they're kind of showing that they're not, they're not, they don't want to rebuild. So make and a splash at center. You're telling me that Nashville, Colorado series, Nashville gets swept if Saros is in for all four of those games. They're not. Nope. They're a better team than they showed in the playoffs. They made the playoffs, not expecting to. I think with a couple extra pieces like Malkin, they could really make a move here and they have the cap space to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they, let me just look this up now. They have enough to sign at least two more players. Yeah. They have 10 million in cap space, Stuart. That'll get Malkin. You'll get him for sure. I don't know if he'd take the discount he would for the penguins, but you'll mm-hmm. get him for under, you know, no well, everyone, one. I don't think anyone's paying over seven and a half. Everyone talks about Gino. the tax things in, t- in Tennessee. Apparently the tax is way better. So who knows? Maybe that's a 
a factor? A, that could be a factor. Um, moving on, what, uh, Forsberg's re-signed. Kadri, don't really know. We talked about this before. I'm leaning towards Philadelphia or New Jersey. I think one of those teams that could use a center that's still okay to overpay him. You know what I mean? Yeah, give me the Senators. The Senators would be a good one for them too. Hey, I was I was all on Montreal for Kadri until they made until they traded. Like they still could be. They still could. They've made some pretty big splashes and traded away at like a lot of like pieces. I feel like they're obviously like they can just spend money now on Kadri, but I don't know. Like Suzuki and Doc, they're a rebuilding team. They don't need to be great this season. Like, uh, you know, yeah, just have th- Dvorak. Like they have three centers now. Like, I don't, you don't, where does Kadri fit in that? Or you're moving someone to the wing. So, yeah, I think it's definitely better suited for the Senators. Like you said, I could see Philly. I could see the Devils. Um, Devils I don't have a hard time seeing. Yeah. There's Keisha and Hughes. Like, one of those is going to the third line then. Like, again, like that's just, they're a younger team as well. Like, I don't really think you want to push down the younger players in your lineup. Uh, Yeah. I know New Jersey. I know New Jersey wants to do something though. So maybe that answer is something closer to a Giroux or Mm -hmm. a support player like Perron. But I think Giroux would be great for New Jersey. You think so for New Jersey? Yeah. Because he's 34 though. So I feel so he's kind of more into a competitive window, but everyone keeps on talking about him to Ottawa. So maybe not. Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll see. I mean, like New Jersey would be loving to have Giroux on their team. Like he hasn't played center in like two years now. Really, He's definitely a winger, a defensively responsible winger. winger. Yeah. And if you can get him like on your team, like I, I think New Jersey is bound for a push pretty soon. They have to. They can't be bad forever. They're they're soon. I think within like the next, like maybe after this season, they're going for it, to be honest. Like they can't wait much longer. So I think Giroud would be a great spot in New Jersey if he was willing to take a bad season and then try to get like, you know, go in there, be a voice in that locker room. Yeah. And then get them to the playoffs the next season and then keep going with them, you know? I think that'd be great. I would love it. I wonder if there's any chance at all that he goes to any contender, though. That is true. Because, I yes, New Jersey, they're on the up and up. Ottawa is sure to be better than they were. However, do you see either of those teams cracking the playoffs next year? No. He's going to be 35 next year. So I feel as though Giroux, if he's gone to the Panthers, was considering Colorado, feels though he might want to win a cup. And you're not going to do that with Jersey in the next three years. Yeah, but what what cup teams like really have money? Like Colorado certainly does not anymore because they just signed Nachushkin to like that pretty big deal. 6.1 a season for how many years was it? Did you see that? It, it happened like a few hours ago. Who? Nachushkin got signed in Colorado. Eight years. Eight years, yeah, for 6.1. So, like, he can't go to Colorado anymore. Like, that's just not, not in the cards. No, that's Colorado would be looking at adding, like, a Perron type or a Niederreiter or maybe signing Burakovsky again if they can. Yeah. What oh, yeah. do you think yeah. about the big fish? 
that everyone kind of is worried about and a lot of chips are relying on is Gaudreau going to be a free agent? It feels like it's going to happen at this point, right? He'll definitely, I don't think there's a deal coming in the next two days. He's going to test it. Agency hurts. If there's only two days left, clearly something's gone wrong in negotiations. Like they, I, from what I've seen, they're not super close. So if you're two days away as a player, why are you not like, yeah, sure. I'll test the free agent market. I'm right here anyways. Like, let me ask you this, Stuart, you're Calgary in this perspective. You want Gaudreau, obviously he's an amazing player. Most five on five points last two years. Easiest contract comparable, Artemi Panarin. He's a left winger who signed a seven-year deal worth 11.6 at the same age of Gaudreau. Mm-hmm. If you're Calgary, are you willing to give out 11 million per year for the next seven to eight years? It's a tough one. Do you believe in Gaudreau and Kachuk being able to take you to a Stanley Cup? Um, if yes, you do it. I think, but be I think because we haven't seen that happen. They haven't reached for 11 million yet. They're still firm and trying to get them for under 10. It feels as though another team's going to take their chance at Gaudreau for double digits. Oh, some team will pay Gaudreau. But the thing with Gaudreau is, is kind of the same reason, you know, Giroux might not sign in like a New Jersey or whatever. Those teams that have cap space are the teams that aren't super close to contending. So he's got a, I think Gaudreau is definitely worth like 10 million bucks in my heart i like if i'm a contending team and i have that money i'm giving it to them but i think the reason it hasn't happened in calgary yet is because they're also going to have to shell out this exact off season you know matthew kachuk's contract it's a little bit harder to swallow where within a span of a couple days if you're shelling out 20 million bucks to two players and you can't let matt kachuk get to next year without an extension at some point you need to extend kachuk yeah like it that that's why i think the Gaudreau talks you know, maybe not or is going as far because Calgary's priority and as it should be is Matthew Kachuk. Yeah. It's just, it might now cost them Goudreau, kind of like how Pittsburgh's priority was Latang, mm-hmm. obviously, as it should have been, but now it's looking like neglecting Malkin is going to cost them. It could cost them, you know, him not coming back next season. I'll so. tell you what, Calgary without Goudreau doesn't look intimidating at all. No, I they would don't. I don't think they're a top three team in their division anymore. If that's the case, I like the Oilers, the Vegas golden Knights and the LA Kings more after what the LA Kings have done. You could start. Yeah. Yeah. I need Gaudreau. If you're trying to go for it in Calgary, you need them. And I'm willing to give them closer to the 11. If that's what needs to happen, or you have to go and look at your options, Calgary, be like, we're not good enough. But I think they could be in their division, which isn't that great. You know, you can still beat the LAs and Vegases and Oilers of the world, I, but without Gaudreau, you cannot. I completely agree. I, I had them as my cup, like my bracket challenge. I had Calgary winning. It was a little hopeful. Like it's kind of what I was cheering for, but I could have seen it. It's not a, it wasn't outlandish for me for this season. You know, if Markstrom plays stronger, maybe they do, but you can't let, Goudreau walk and I 
I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's going to stay in Calgary, but I don't think it'll be done before. Yeah, I think he sees a few offers before he puts the pen to paper. Mm-hmm. As he should. Well, moving on then to person that uh, we're, we've kind of gone through all of the superstar forwards. We'll do one more forward, David Perron. He's someone that literally any team gets better adding David Perron to their lineup. Any team could use him because he's a, he could be a third line forward, could be a second line forward, could be your top line left winger. I have nothing but great things to say about David Perron, and I just hope that he doesn't sign with the Boston Bruins. Yeah, I'm scared of the I'm scared of the Bruins. Like Malkin, uh, Braden Braden's been pretty adamant in group chats and stuff about how he thinks Malkin should go to Boston. Like, could go to Boston. Yeah, I, I don't agree. even want to say that because I agree, and I just don't want to put it out in the universe. But there were reports today that Krejci is apparently in talks to come back to Boston. You know, that's so right. maybe that's out of the cards, and maybe they are looking more towards a David Perron, which. Does Boston really even need? Like, he'd be great for their first line, but if you're not playing, like, Marchand and passing there at the same time, but... Well, that's the thing with Boston. If they are trying to be competitive, which it seems like they are with bringing Bergeron back, maybe Krejci back, well, then Marchand's injured till January or February. McAvoy's out. Carlo's out. You need That's some true. scoring. You need to be able to make the playoffs. Yeah, you're right. I forgot that those three guys were hurt, to be honest. So if Boston wants to win, they're going to need to improve their team right now. You know what? You might have just talked me into that because I, I didn't really know where I was thinking he would go, but Boston sounds pretty good. He's a, He'd be a good Bruin, too. It sounds like he'd be a good Bruin. Honestly, the Blues feel like the Bruins of the West. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I could take either player from either team. They play similar styles of hockey, put them in the other team and they do pretty well. Yeah. So you, you, you want to do that the last four, but I got one more. I got one to quickly touch on because I fell in love with him after the trade deadline this season, because he okay. played for my penguins, Ricard Raquel. What do you think happens there? Because I want him back as a penguin. I had no idea how physical this guy was. Um, yeah. He, I watched a few Penguins games. He was in behind the net every single dump in, throwing a I check, fell, chasing the puck. I fell in love with this guy. Um, I know Sid has great chemistry with Gensel and Rust, but every time him and Raquel were on the ice together, I swear to God, there was a scoring chance. It just looked like they just they just had it going. And especially, like, if you're bringing back, you know, a different center and maybe like Raquel's not working. If you do resign as Pittsburgh, put mm-hmm. him back on the first line because Brian Rust sits with everybody. He Rust is perfect for that, isn't he? He's he could be your first, second, or third line play driver. So I want him back in Pittsburgh. But my question to you, Tyler, is what do you think a Raquel contract would look like? Oh man, that's so tough because I think you're overpaying Raquel at anything over four and a half. He's He's the same age as Brian Rust. To put same that age the, as Rust. Rust is making 5.1, right? Yeah. He, you have to give him less than Rust. I think if the Penguins can get him for 4.2, you, you're happy. If you can't get him for under 5, there's really no chance of it happening. In my books, even though you have $15 million, 
I think there's better, bigger fish to fry. I think my offer to him, my max offer, would be five by five. Five by five. I would be thirty-year-old sucker, Raquel. Sorry, for thirty-year-old Raquel, I would be happy, especially with the rumors that Pittsburgh's looking to move some cap space. Yeah. G- give me it. Give give me the best players that my team can get while Crosby is still a Penguin, and then after that, you know what? I'll deal with my team being bad for seven years. <laughs> let let me ride out Crosby making the playoffs until he retires. I love how you know? on board Penguins fans are for that. There, everyone just oh. feels the same way. Fuck the future, you know. Like if we can keep draft picks, great. But if we can't, and we're going out and getting players, see ya. By me too, you know. Go get me JT Miller. Put him on my team. I'd be ecstatic. Also, okay, last forward we're going to talk about. And <laughs> this is me speaking to the player. Andre Pilat. please, for the love of God, do not give Tampa Bay a great deal on your talents. Please go somewhere else and oh, make God. some money. Because I am so sick and tired of the Tampa Bay Lightning signing amazing top-line talent for under market value to stay with Tampa. Please, Palat, sign somewhere else. Toronto, maybe. But anywhere else, really, besides Tampa. I didn't even realize he was a free agent, to be honest. Wow. And yeah, Tampa's that's... doing everything they can to keep him. But please, no. Yeah, please, no. I'm, I've, I've, I've had enough of Tampa. It's Being at the point... We're over it, right? They if they won the three P, we'd be like, "Oh, cool, we'll see you next year." But they didn't, so enough's enough. We don't need to see you guys be relevant for a few more decades. Even though yeah, you will like, be, please stop. Yeah, please just start being like, make it the second round and start getting eliminated. Like that's where I'd like you guys for next season. <laughs> no more <laughs> final fours. And losing Palat would help that a little bit because look where they got without point. <laughs> um, yeah. So please, please, Palat, sign somewhere else. I mean, I feel like we could talk for hours and hours about forwards, but let's uh, let's touch some defense. What do you? There's not many defense that I care about, but there's one that really intrigues me. And you know what? I'll just go out and say it. Ottawa, go out and sign this guy. Play him with Shabbat. Can I guess? You can You're guess. talking about John Klingberg? Of course. John Klingberg, man. He needs to be a senator. If you're an Ottawa senator, you need to be banging this drum. Shabbat cannot play by himself or with Zaitsev anymore. Yeah, Give him that's... someone to play with. I mean, like, Klingberg, I don't think is the best defensively, but he's better than five Ottawa, like, at least four Ottawa senators defensemen at defense. So... I mean, Bring he didn't him. have a great year last year. His, like, he only had a one war, one win above replacement. So he is barely better than a replacement level defense. But it was a weird year for him. He was kind of injured. Dallas is a not offensive team. And he's yeah. an offensive defenseman. That's true. You put him on Chicago, uh, not Chicago, yikes. You put him mm-hmm. on Ottawa, where... Let's be honest, they're definitely more of a, hey, the other team makes mistakes, we'll capitalize on it type of thing. Ottawa's going to win seven, six games like five times next season. I think so too. They got, Debrinket's going to be a great fantasy player to have. The Kachuk Debrinket duo is something I'm eyeing in fantasy next year for sure. Dude, Ottawa's first line of Josh Norris, Debrinket, and Kachuk is awesome. How about their power play of Shabbat and Stutzel added to that? 
Adam, not like, bad. What happens? What, where's Batherson then? Like he could be on the first time power. Ottawa's power play is gonna so be could Klingberg. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like Ottawa's it, power play is going to be nasty. I think Klingberg to Ottawa is a great bet. If Klingberg doesn't go to Ottawa, I think he would look good in nearly any jersey, just at the right price. Because I think because he's the only high end defenseman left on the market after Latane signed people might be overpaying him. I think he's closer to five mil in worth than seven and a half, which is he's probably closer to seven and a half than five. I'm willing to guess. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're right. The price does kind of scare me a little bit too with him, but it kind of just depends on also where he goes. You know, like I was pretty scared of Mike Matheson when Pittsburgh traded for him, but you know what? He's been really good, especially last season. So if you can find the offensive defenseman, if you can find them a good partner, they'll thrive. They'll, he'll, he'll shine as long as he gets a good defense partner. Yeah, true. Um, and then there's really the only other defenseman worth noting, honestly, is Alex Edler, who had a surprise resurgence to his career at 35 in L.A., um, he had a couple bad years in Vancouver at the end, but bad by his standards were still above replacement. He had a great year last year with LA who had a lot of people had great years. I think Edler would love LA would love to have Edler back, but Edler would love to make one more payday before he retires. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see where he goes. I mean, like he'd fit perfect on any playoff team, throw him on your third pair and you're happy when he goes out there. Like you're not, and if you're not a contender, pay him some money and then offer him at the deadline to a, you know, a team that needs him. Yeah, he could he could do that. I don't know if it's it'll be interesting to see where he goes as well. But it, obviously, that not a not a huge name either. Like we're talking like a third pairing guy. There's really not a lot of huge names at defense, and neither with goalie, which we are going to get into now. The They're top end already. talent is gone. Yeah. Marc-Andre Fleury re-signs. Huso gets traded to Detroit. And other than that, there's only Campbell and Kemper left. Besides Samsonov, I guess, who just got let go by Washington, former first-round pick in 2015. But he's not really had a great career. Let's be honest. Yeah, but I'm still a little surprised that Washington want to bring them bring them back because didn't they also just trade Vanacek or not keep him as well? Like exactly. Who, who are the Capitals goalies now? Well, that kind of leads this to the goaltender carousel, Stuart. There's Toronto, there's Washington, and there is Edmonton. Every single one of those teams have zero goaltenders right now. If you include yeah. Mike Smith on LTIR and Shulgren as a Marley's goalie, which he should be considered. I could live with him as my backup, but I also like I wouldn't be super. I guess so, but that depends on your first goalie, isn't it? Because you don't want Shaw yeah. as your backup if Matt Murray's your starter. Yeah, we can touch on that after, but let's let's, let's hit the free. Yeah, we'll touch on that later in the week. Um, oh, that sounds good. But for now, we'll finish it off with goaltender free agents. Darcy Kemper leaning towards Washington. It seems like a perfect fit. And since I first heard that rumor a week ago on 32 Thoughts, the podcast, I have pretty much just held firm that that was going to happen. Do you see him going anywhere else besides Washington? No, he'll be too expensive for Toronto. I think so. And what does Edmonton even have for money? Do they have any? Like, isn't that like... Oh, yeah. Oh, no, they have... 20 million oh they have 20 million okay yeah they have a lot of money 
Um, it, I guess it, it just depends on where Kemp, what team Kemper thinks is better. I think Oilers go after Campbell before they go Kemper. So you would rather have Campbell over Kemper? Is that kind of where you? I would. Sit? That's how I feel, and I think that's how a lot of teams feel. Yeah, including the Oilers. Mm-hmm. Kemp, uh, Campbell's two years younger, has less NHL. Uh, games on him so he's probably a bit fresher less injury prone let's be honest Mm -hmm. and didn't just come off a long playoff run as a 32 year old that's fair Washington on the other hand they also are trying to go for it with Ovi's last few days Backstrom's last few days in the next few years Mm -hmm. I could and they always had old goalies you know they had Holtby they're gonna go with this guy I think so and everyone's been reporting it so why go against Frank Saravanali when he reports it, I'm not, not going to dispute that guy. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. I didn't, I didn't know he had reported it, but yeah, that you can't go against that guy. Reporting so, it as uh, a likely possibility anyways. Yeah. So you think then that Campbell, do you think Campbell's an oiler then, or do you think he's a leaf to start next season? On the 32 thoughts podcast, I just listened to this morning. Fridge said that it was slim to none chance that Campbell signs with Toronto and that Dude. slim has almost left the building. Oh, no. I know. So, Leafland, watch out for some new goaltenders. A lot of reports saying it's all but done. Matt Murray to Toronto, pending a medical clearance from Toronto. They have to go take a look at Murray, make sure he's up to snuff. Because let's not forget, a lot of people don't know this because Ottawa's out of the playoffs since January. Murray ended the year injured. Yeah. So we'll see if he's good enough to go. If he is good enough to go, we'll be seeing him in a Leafs jersey along with another goalie that they are likely to trade for. Give me James Reimer. Yeah. I want it so bad. It makes so much sense, too. Like, it does. Honestly, like, people shit on Matt Murray. And you know what? He's kind of deserved it over the past couple of years. He hasn't been good. But, like, he's also been on Ottawa. Thank you, Stuart. A lot of people so, are talking so much shit about his save percentage. Can, if you can get Murray for 50% retained, because you won't have to pay. I don't think you'll have to pay very much for him. No. You get him for 50% retained, and then you go trade for James Reimer. You're paying $5 million bucks basically, to your goalies. Who would and, you rather have, Shalgren and Campbell or Murray and Reimer? It's just like with Murray and Reimer, you could ride the hot hand. And you know what? If And Matt Murray's won two cups. You know, when he was super young. Thank you. Here's it out again. James Reimer has been in the league for over a decade and has a 913 save percentage in his career. With what's left and with, honestly, like, it does seem like Campbell's leaving. And I don't think Kemper's the right choice for Toronto. He'll be too much money. Yep. Uh, You're not getting better than that. There's not better than that. I think Matt Murray is the obvious answer. The only other option is Gibson. And that doesn't seem like it's going to happen. He said he doesn't want it, though. He said that, right? Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure he doesn't he want said, to. He, I'm pretty sure he said that he does not want to go to Toronto. And I also, think he, he doesn't want to go anywhere. He wants he to. Said, yeah. That's what he says. He wants to stay on the team. Yeah. And if you're so, Anaheim, you kind of see your window in like two years opening up. You have Gibson signed till 2027. Why not keep him? Oh, for sure. I mean, Anaheim was in a playoff spot for a lot of the year this season. And then they kind of fell back to what they were. Yeah, that's true. They have a lot of fun players. Next season, they're only, they should only get better. 
So yeah. why would you trade Gibson? Maybe the Leafs could go with another goalie as their backup, like DeSmith or Eric no, he Comrie. Just got signed. He just got signed by Pittsburgh. Did he? Oh, shoot. DeSmith did. Yeah. Holtby's hurt. Pretty happy. Wedgwood happy sucks. Grice sucks. Martin Jones sucks. The only useful goalie is the Jets backup Eric Comrie who like I don't want to be starting anything more than 15 games and zero postseason games this year for the yeah Leafs. that doesn't solve your problems you still have to go get a goalie you can't run Comrie Shalgren no of course not to be so, fair you can't really run Murray Shalgren either just in case Matt Murray stayed bad like you have saying. to the Leafs have two moves to make at goalie especially like that yeah you're, you're right you can't have Shalgren as a backup considering that you're not going to get a, a top end goalie and in the NHL, we've seen in this playoffs alone, a team used three goalies in a series. Uh, many teams use two in their playoff run. You need more than one goalie. Yeah. In do. today's NHL, you need two legitimate starters. Unless you're Andre Vasilevsky. Yeah. And look what happens to Nashville when Saros goes down. You know what I mean? Like, you need two goalies that can stop the puck. Yeah. Well, that's free agency for you. We're, we got a couple nailed down, I bet. I bet you we, we nailed a couple out of the park. I bet you a few of them, we weren't even close. Uh, maybe oh, yeah. some of you listening now are listening in the future. We record this on the 11th, free agency on the 13th. We cannot wait. Thank you so much for listening. We'll have an episode later in the week reacting to free agency. Have a great day. Oh, Stuart, do you want to do the sign-off? Do the sign-off do the sign off um yeah. thank you so much for coming in to listening to this little bit a little bit of a shorter episode for us of the loose change podcast uh you know thanks for coming we appreciate you come back later in the week because we should have the whole squad and you know free agency is fun and why not listen to these four guys give their we're opinion just, and we're just the best hockey podcast in the world why not listen to us yeah. why not listen and why not listen to us brag about how we're always right about everything we've ever said and that things that went wrong, we didn't really mean in the first place. We were just kidding. <laughs>